we transition because we mentioned that it's super week and Mike, uh, been a fun couple days so far mm-hmm. on the radio station, 92.9. Some big names coming on the station. Guys mm-hmm. like Chris Long and Kevin Harlan and more expected throughout the week. And I, I, the conversation I want to have with you is about the evolution of Radio Row, which yeah. I find fascinating because at one point it, it became the sort of thing where if you weren't going to Radio Row, what were you doing as a radio station? And now yeah. with the evolution of technology and streaming and Zoom, and the way that sort of stations operate with their budgets, it's really changed. So I, I, I want to take you back maybe 20 years. Um, I was a big listener of the Jim Rome show when mm. I was in college. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I thought at that time, Rome, like, look, he is who he is, and he's got a very unique style. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But I think back at, at that time, 20 years ago, Rome was – on fire you know he he had a great variety of guests people were going on with him all the time he was asking very insightful questions i thought his content was hilarious um you know i i, I just really enjoyed his show a lot at that time um eventually that enjoyment kind of faded but i i think he was really really dialed in from a content standpoint and i remember this would have been my senior year of college I remember the Eagles had been knocked out of the playoffs by the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game in a pretty big upset. And as you know, I grew up in Philadelphia at that time. I was a big, big Eagles fan. And I just, I could not wait for the next day to hear Jim Rome react to how the Eagles blew it in the NFC Championship. But it was also the first day of Radio Road. This was back in the day when there was not a week off. Between yep. the uh, conference championship games and the Super Bowl, they just went right into it. There was no week off. And I remember turning on Rome on that Monday morning, and it was horrendous. Every segment had a guest who was pitching some kind of product. There was no reaction whatsoever to the conference championship games. It was all about, let's have Jerry Rice tell us about Chunky Soup. <laughs> Let's have James Lofton tell us about Barbasaw. Let's have um, Brian Billick come on to talk about Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light. Like, ju- just god-awful, irrelevant content. And I really – that opened my eyes even 20 years ago to the dangers of what you can get into with Radio Row because you're absolutely right, Chris. There was – and there probably even still is – this perception that if you're if your radio station's not on Radio Row, you're doing something wrong. You know, you're not in the in crowd. Right. I gotta tell you, I think the listener benefits more from these radio stations not being on Radio Row and being able to control the content that they put out. And, and here's a little industry secret. You know, there's not necessarily a prerequisite number of interviews that you have to take to be on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. The NFL runs Radio Row at the Super Bowl. But you feel so much like pressure and obligation um, because guest bookers are walking around constantly and you you develop relationships with them. And sometimes they have a guest you really, really, really want to have on. But in order to have that guest on, you have to do them a favor and take two or three other guests that you don't want to have on. And you end up just having this parade of, guests 
who are shilling products and you get maybe a little bit of content, but you don't really want to hear from them. You want to hear from your favorite personalities and what they think about the Super Bowl and what they think the key matchups are and how they're going to bet on it. You don't want to hear, you know, Donovan McNabb come on to talk about well, you know, when I played Chunky Soup was my favorite product. And, oh, by the way, I think the Eagles will win by three. It just doesn't serve the listener, in my right. opinion. Um, at the Final Four, it's different. Radio Row is run by a syndicator where you, you're you kind of expected, like, okay, they're going to bring you a set number of guests and you've got to take them. I just don't think it's compelling content. You know, I think our listeners want to hear from their favorite personalities. They don't want this interruption of guess, 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 guess. Now, I thought what you guys did yesterday with Kevin Harlan was awesome. I thought that was a great guest to have on. Harlan's doing the game on Westwood One. We're carrying the game Sunday on 92.9 the game. Harlan can also talk to you about um, the NBA. I thought you guys did a hilarious job talking to him about the Dylan Brooks uh, Donovan Mitchell thing like that was a good interview to have because it was entertaining and it enhanced the show I thought the Chris Long interview that Randy did yesterday was phenomenal I mean to hear Randy really go into the weeds with Chris Long uh, uh, you know two former players really chopping it up very entertaining so I think you know being off-site gives us the ability to be more selective and schedule the right interviews rather than just schedule a high volume of interviews because that's what's expected of us yeah, and the other part of it, too, is uh, it's too much of a host ego-driven experience where everyone's Absolutely. just trying to toot their own ho- horns and go out till all hours in the morning, and you don't always get the best product the next time. Uh, let me tell you, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl uh, in 2017, we sent the midday show and the afternoon show to Radio Row I got there on Thursday because I came in with the Hawks. The uh, I was on a Hawks road trip. They were in Miami, and then they actually played in Houston on that Thursday. So I flew in with the Hawks. I got to Radio Row on Thursday. And the first thing that stood out to me when I was in that room, not a room, like it, it was a convention center, was every single person in this building thinks they're the most important person in the building. Yep. It, it was horrible. I mean, the, the egos on everyone, the look at me behavior from everyone, the, the silly kind of, um, like sports hub in, in Boston had a bunch of our talent on with them, including myself, where they tried to demean us and and make us sound like hillbilly yokels, like just really stupid, you know, kind of. My my station's better than yours. My city's better than yours. My platform's better than even, you know, in fact, I'll even take it another step. Now we're getting into this arms race now about who has the, the fanciest table at yep. Radio Row. <laughs> you know, because some national syndicators, they'll, they'll do a, a TV production from their table. So now we even have this arms race on who has the best banner, who has the best backdrop, who has the you know, the biggest tripods for their cameras and everything. Like, it's just so stupid. It's become this arms race, and none of it serves the listener. Absolutely none of it serves the listener. The listener, again, wants to hear from the personalities that they're familiar with, and they want to be able to interact with those personalities. They don't want to hear from some 
15-year NFL veteran who's going to do a YouTube documentary about uh, the rainforest. They just don't want to hear that. <laughs> but that's that's what Radio Row, I think, has devolved into. And I think it's a waste of time. If the Falcons were there, Chris, if the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, we would probably send some shows because I think it's important to be on the ground, to be embedded with the team, to be accessible to fans. Like when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, we had a huge pep rally in Houston that Saturday. What probably one of my favorite things we've ever done at this radio station. We had a lot of fans there. Uh, that was a very, very proud moment for us as a radio station. Yes, we had to take some lousy interviews during the week, but at least we were kind of on the ground and embedded. And we could be somewhat selective because we were the flagship station of a team that was playing in the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so if the Falcons were in the game, this would probably be a slightly different discussion because just from a logistical standpoint, we would need a venue from which to broadcast and Radio Row would offer that. But if if the Falcons are not in the Super Bowl, I think as long as I'm in this chair, I'm I'm not going to be enthusiastic about sending our team out to Radio Row. I just I don't think we benefit from it at all. No. And as someone who used to listen to a lot of sports radio before getting into the business, I would basically skip this entire week of listening because as you said, it's not talking about anything that I'm interested in. I mean, having Anthony Munoz on is great, but you know, he's not exactly in tune with today's game and providing the type of insight that the analysts that we have on throughout any given week do. That's a great point. Like we used to, when the Super Bowl was here in 2019, I actually made a radio row bingo card. And, uh, (laughs) you know, anytime something on the bingo card happened on the air, we had to check it off. So like I, I had, like Hub Arkish and Ron Pitts and Arbuthaw <laughs> and um, uh, 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 a couple other, like you and I both know, like the the Radio Row icons, the people who are like, uh, what's his name? Jay Mariotti. Like yep. Jay Mariotti is always going to be on Radio Row selling his wares. Gil and Brandt. That's, Gil Brandt is a great one. Yes. I, I, I'm hoping he was on my bingo card. You know, and I say Barbasol because a lot of times the sponsor will make you read a card like uh, Brian Billick is uh, coming to you courtesy of um, First Alert or something like that. So, like, we would have some random sponsors. And um, I think we had the bingo card filled in the first day. It, it was, but again, like, no disrespect to some of the names that we've mentioned here. Like, Anthony Munoz is a, a great example. I have a lot of respect for him as a Hall of Fame player, great player. Uh, Anthony Munoz is not really connected to the game anymore. He he's not it's not working in broadcasting. I'm sure he follows it. And I respect his opinion, but you know why would we have him on when we can have Kevin Harlan on, who's actually doing the game on Sunday? I mean, to me, again, the, you have to think of what's going to serve the listener, what's going to give them the most relevant content, what's going to be the most enjoyable content to just have a constant parade of guests who are touting uh, items, uh, to me, that, that doesn't serve the listener. That, that's not entertaining, compelling content. 